0: Scientist Chan Friday,
1: Christian Comics, and Bible Baffle. That's Kwame and Company on the Word.
2: Or I love Bible Baffle, I listen whenever I can every day so that I learn more about the Word. And the music is so uplifting. And I love that you have the weather and the updates on what's happening in the world and locally.
1: Well, she gave you a little pat on the back there, Randy. I love that. I'm yeah. so glad she appreciates what, uh, what we're trying to do here. So this is the Kwame & Company podcast, sort of a companion piece to the Kwame & Company morning show on The Word. Uh, we're normally here Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9, 9 a.m., but now on the podcast, really anytime. It popped up in my car. I plugged my uh, phone into the car the other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, I, that's just my habit. I plug it in, keep it charged up and whatnot. Start down the road, all of a sudden the podcast starts.
2: We'll see. There you go. And Last one. thing you listen to. And what's this?
1: And right, so I listened to a couple of them driving down the road. Uh,
2: <laughs> it was all new to you,
1: huh? Yeah. It's, this, uh, yeah. <laughs> it does sound different, though. I mean, sure. we're a little more, if it, if this is possible, a little
3: more relaxed on the podcast. You never it's know possible. what's going to happen. Yeah. Is, is it possible? Well, that's a nice way to state it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <More> <laughs> Goofier? Oh, well, <laughs> that could another one.
2: Casual.
1: Casual. Oh, Speaking of ah. casual, something that uh, popped up on the, on the morning show the other day is finger math. You know, how you count on your fingers, and it's different with different cultures. And I never thought of this until I read this from... Uh, it's actually from the BBC, so this is highfalutin stuff. Br- British Broadcasting mm. Corporation. The Queen if, used to listen to this. If,
2: and if a British person says it, it sounds like it's true. Right, just their accent it's more believable. Sound,
1: yeah,
3: mm-hmm. true.
1: So, counting on your fingers is such a natural thing to do, and when you how how so. Just you feel self conscious when you when we talk about it and then count something on your fingers. How do you do it? Uh, if you're counting one, two, three, four, five on your f- fingers,
3: what what way do you do it, Randy? Do you how you, you did a little different than the rest of us? Yeah, and apparently it's in keeping with my uh, Irish roots, where I start with my thumb. I go one, two, three, four, right down the line. Yeah, to my pinky.
2: And I start with my pointer.
3: Yeah, that's what I tend to do. The pointer. And then
1: thumb is the last one.
2: Mm-hmm. One, I two, the-
1: three, four, five.
2: Five. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's pretty much North Americans and Europeans are those two methods. Uh in Iran, they start with their pinky. And I, this is hard for me. I feel like I get carpal tunnel when I try to do this. Just do your pinky going backwards.
2: Well, it's when you add the fourth one. Yeah. That, that it like hurts. Ah.
1: But they must be used to it, so they just rip them right off. Pinky, right up to five.
3: All right. Yeah, and we all know the Vulcan way is to count two fingers at a time separated from the other two fingers. Right. <laughs> two even digits and then a prime, <laughs> as is when the Vulcan.
1: Uh, all right, and the Japanese is another interesting way. They start with their fingers extended and then pull them in one at a time from the, let's see, it doesn't say which way, from pinky to thumb or the other way, but they end up with a fist. One, two, three,
3: four, five.
2: Either they're going to punch it or count counting yeah. down. Boom!
3: <laughs> That's also the Lucy way when she's helping yeah. uh, <laughs> Linus. Yeah, I'll give you five good reasons that she ends up with a closed fist.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Linus says, you remember what Linus says? Those are good reasons. reasons. Exactly. <laughs> Just with that intonation and everything. Perfect. Okay. Uh, finger math. Well, as promised, we have Barry Maguire, Car Care King, and excellent uh, witness to Christ next on the Kwame and Company podcast, number seven, the perfect number podcast. We'll never be back to the perfect
3: number again on podcast. Mm-hmm. That's depressing. Close. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> although I'm thankful, something's perfect on the pot. <laughs> right, yeah, <really. laughs>
2: that's true. <laughs> You're listening to 91.5 and 102.7, The Word Kwame and Company here. I'm Amy. Yes. I have Phil here with me. I'm A- Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry McGuire, listening to you, it, you are contagious. <laughs>
0: Well, we should be. Uh, who was it? Mark Vettelberg years ago wrote this book, The Contagious Christian. Mm. It caught me. We should be contagious. People should want what we have. People are walking around, everybody's complaining. And the darker it gets, the better it is for us for sharing faith because everybody knows the world's out of control now. Over 80% of mm. of, of the of Americans know that the world is out of control. And now they're looking for God. They really are. Over 80% of the unchurched are actually looking for God. They're looking for somebody to tell them about God. This is incredible. This is incredible news. The fields are white for harvest. And guess what? They already have a Christian, at least one Christian in their life that they trust, which means if we'd start focusing on from our side, we could evangelize America in about 30 days. It would not be hard. We have the ability to do that. But instead, only 1% of us are sharing our faith. And that's, that's the problem. So nobody's sending us. When's the last time you heard your pastor say, my job is to equip you for ministry? That's mm-hmm. Ephesians 4.11. They're not doing that. They need to be doing that. So in the absence of that, I thought, well, I'll bring out a book and say, we need to send ourselves. <laughs> we just need to get off the off the bench and into the game and start having some fun. If you don't share your faith, quite frankly, you atrophy and everything gets weak. And you go down to where you're not even reading and studying and whatever. At the end of time, I mean, we're sitting here at the, possibly right at the end of time everybody's sitting just doing nothing and complaining like everybody else. But when they're all complaining, when they're all worried, now is the time. I've been sharing my faith. Karen and I have been sharing my our faith for 50 years. We started 50 years ago, in 1973, we started every day sharing our faith, moving everybody every day closer to Jesus. And it just gets better and better and better and better, more and more fun. But it's never been easier, folks, because everybody wants to know. And, and don't forget the scripting, forget the reading, forget memorizing your story. You can't, you can't get ready for these conversations. Everybody has incredible. You walk up and you find out their son committed suicide last night. I mean, the, the things just come at you and you don't know what to say relying on the Holy Spirit. Luke 12, 12 says, the Holy Spirit will give you the word to say. So you don't have, there's no pressure. You just start talking. God gives you the words to say. You see a life change. You realize God is speaking through you. Most Christians have never had that experience. Once you start having, you want to do it more and more and more. And there's no preparation. He sets the appointment if we see it yeah. or we walk right by it. But they're all around us. And when you start talking to people and loving on them, these conversations happen. It's just amazing when you immerse yourself in that. Then you have wholehearted faith because, you know, when he says in Romans 8, 28, you live for my purpose to seek and save the lost. I will make everything in your life work together for good. That's the end of fear. The the, the byline here in the book, you see, is defeat fear with effortless faith. You just already know. I've been, I, you know, I told you a story years ago when I, I had a joint partner that was throwing me out of my business the next morning. He took over my board. Mm-hmm. I was 65 years old. I wasn't prepared to be, have the end of my income. It was in, I was losing my dad, my granddad's business, 100-year-old family business. I was losing my reputation. Everything was lost. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just said, God, I ask you for nothing because of two things. You know I live for your purpose every day, and I know you honor your word, mm-hmm. and you're going to make it all good. I slept soundly. I got up fresh. I went to my attorney's office that morning to, Received the the, the uh, con the, uh, the the conference call, you know, yeah. and within ten minutes, within ten minutes, the Lord totally just—I dis- didn't even do it; He did it. Turned the whole thing upside down, and they're cussing at me. The joint venture they were getting G.D. this and F. this and all this. Yeah, yeah. All and I just broke out laughing because <laughs> God had done something five years earlier that stopped them in their tracks. Wow. Now, if I had been, I could have been worrying all night long, praying, God, you got to help me. That's not faith. That's just saying, God, you got to help me. Faith is just knowing. Yeah. It's not the sound of your voice. It's just knowing. And you do know, and I don't, there may be other ways to do it, but I do know for fact, folks, that you can know that God is making everything in life work together for good if you simply live for his purpose. It is the Great Commission. I mean, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And in Isaiah 43:10, he tells us why it's so important. It's for us. It's secondary to win the lost. In Isaiah 43.10, he says, I, po- I point you as my witness so that you will believe. Wow. Yeah. I would have said so if they believed. No, no, It's so it's Jubilee, because when you're having that experience of God speaking through you, there's no other way to have that intimacy with God, yeah. and when you enjoy that, and He's speaking through you, you're working on God's behalf, you're in the favor of God, you're living in His favor, I call it the fog, the favor of God, <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and that will ignite your life, and so this book, ignites Your Life, will tell you how to do that easily, I mean, it's effortless, it's crazy, it's effortless, and it's so much fun. <laughs> We're talking to Barry Maguire and the book again, "Ignite Your Life," is available anywhere books are, are everywhere. everywhere. Amazon. And, Amazon.com, and what's and the Barnes website and again? Okay. And the website for our ministry—that again, folks, this is for you. This is not about us. This is ministry for you. Is igniteamerica.com? igniteamerica.com It's a treasure chest of, of all kinds of things, and seeing all kinds of people that don't look like me. Some of them are very quiet. He didn't say go in the road. All you sound like Barry Maguire. <laughs> You know, he said, oh, go, go you, all you, all of you, all of you, even the quiet ones. And quite frankly, I was an introvert when I first started doing this. Yeah. I was a total introvert. And, and, be, and sharing my faith took me out of being an introvert I get so excited about talking about God. <laughs> by Intercom,
1: or Rattling the Wall. We'll get Amy's attention for Kwame & Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is a Kwame & Company podcast. Excellent to have you here. Uh, And and we hope you tell your friends and neighbors about uh, the podcast because, you know, maybe they don't get up early. They can't hear it on the radio then. You never know.
2: Never know.
1: Now, uh, Val... my wife does not get up early, mm-hmm. and sometimes she misses the whole program. I'm always a little surprised when...
2: She knows something?
1: Yes. That's a little <laughs> freaks me out again, because <laughs> I, I've had sort of carte blanche on what we can talk about on the air, because I know she's sleeping. <laughs> but not always.
2: Somebody came up to me, must have been a like Sunday maybe or something, at church, Yeah, and said, oh, I just wanted to tell you. You just made me laugh this morning. Oh, I had no—I don't know what you played on Sunday. Oh, me? Yeah, I'm not on on Sunday oh, morning. Oh, oh, okay. usually with you. Well, so I'm not sure. Last Sunday, yeah, and I, I, I didn't want to say that I had no idea, but I had no idea what it was. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. Was... I'm glad you know you had a good laugh on we your way. We're talking to church.
1: about Ukraine, but. Uh...
2: Oh, maybe it was the Uh, Ukraine guy story.
1: Oh, maybe it was that. Or uh, Lucy the dog was here. Mm. Maybe it was Lucy running around. I
2: don't know. She Uh, said it was me. She said I made her laugh. And I was like, okay. Oh,
1: Oh, I have no idea then.
2: It must have been the Ukrainian guy thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you were part of that interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There we go. I bet it was.
2: Okay. Finally figured (laughs) it out.
1: Okay, here's something <laughs> else that I think we've uh, I think we've covered on the uh, radio program too, but it was just a a, a good one I thought. Uh, though Greg Laurie does a commentary every day, and I don't know if how he does it if he writes a whole bunch of them and has people edit them up and send them out, or if he did, sits down every day and writes them. But he's very prolific, and this time he's talking about the the theme: "Is there more to life?" So I'll let uh, let you guys respond to this. Uh, Pastor Greg, now this is Pastor Greg Laurie from the Calvary Chapel Church out there in California, and I guess they have two, actually, uh, two churches, one in California one in Hawaii. Ooh. So every once in a while, he'll pop up at the Hawaii one. That's quite a commute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's from the West Coast to Hawaii, which is better, but still, that's a long mm-hmm. flight. But anyway, Pastor Greg Laurie said, before I became a Christian at age 17, I was sick and tired of this world. And, you know, his life story is in the movie that's out there now, The uh, Jesus Revolution. Um, I had been raised in a home without God. I didn't have anything to overcome as far as obstacles to the Christian faith because I knew nothing about it. I'd been in church a few times with my grandmother, but what I heard really never penetrated. I was truly godless. As I watched the adults in my world, I saw affluence and all the world had to offer, but I saw how miserable they were. So I went out of, my, uh, out of my own path and experienced enough to see the emptiness of it. And by the time I was 17, I knew that life, as this world offers it, is empty. Coming from a broken home and a disillusioned generation, I, mean, I, I was searching for meaning. My question was not so much whether there was life after death. It was whether there was life during life. Was there more to life? And then I heard about Jesus. I heard one of his statements in which he said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, from John 10.10. Jesus not only offers life after death, he offers life during life. And that got my attention. I noticed that Christians seemed to have found meaning. They weren't doing the things I had been doing, and they had contentment. And when I became a Christian myself and started reading the Bible, it came alive for me. It was a user's manual for life that I'd been searching for. The world offers a fleeting happiness that comes and goes, but God offers a happiness that will be there despite our circumstances. This happiness doesn't come from what you have. It comes from who you know. I just thought that was an interesting perspective. Not to say it's not important to to life after death, but life during life.
2: No, it's amazing the contentment that you feel when you're, in the will, inside the parameters of his will for you.
3: Yeah. And
2: on that path that he wants you to be on, there's a contentment that comes with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and like the Bible says, I not only come to give you life, but life more abundant. That's right. That's, uh,
1: I think, so that's a good point. Sometimes we get so involved and, and we figure, well, I'm just going to uh, struggle along and kind of um, uh, persevere in the Christian life. Well, yes, that's true. You do mm-hmm. have to have that determination to get through on the days when things are just tough. Right. But also, <laughs> the flip side, and which is should be the case most of the time, it's a better life than people without Christ's experience. Right, yeah.
3: Well, it's, it's a supernatural uh, hmm, conundrum where we are in a spiritual battle daily, and yet— we have life more abundant and joy in the midst of it.
0: Yeah.
3: Good point. All right. This
1: is Kwame and Company podcast number seven, the big seven. Uh, A lot of folks didn't think we'd get this far, but here we are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of folks who they were, those they and the most people. And
1: probably the people that heard one through five. (laughs) 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 Oh, (laughs) But uh you know, still to come uh more from Barry McGuire and uh a gentleman named Chuck Norris. Great. Amy
3: Amy Amy gave me the look again, Randy. You can't see it because you're in the newsroom. You're you're protected by that. Yeah, and if I could just describe my look, uh, my head went back ever so slightly, looking up at the ceiling, actually with my eyes shut, like, oh, oh my, really? More Chuck oh. Norris. <laughs> but you've got the, you've got the. Uh, well, now we'll, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Let's mm-hmm.
1: get back to Barry McGuire. Ninety-one point five and one hundred two point seven. The word. <laughs>
2: I'm Amy. I'm. You know what? I'm really happy that I got to be at this this year because this is probably, how so. This is like the highlight. I don't know. I, I, I've never met Barry McGuire before. Yeah. I, I've, I have a couple bottles with that name on it at home <laughs> in my garage because of my husband. But otherwise, I had yeah. no idea who you were. And um, it's fascinating sitting here listening to you. Inspiring, actually. Well,
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. And they're not too, too many people have been sharing the faith every day for 50 years. I have some credibility when I, when I speak, you know. And it happens continuously anyway, somebody asked me in the last interview, we we're doing a lot of interviews here, what's the most recent one? And the most recent one was I was I, I, I'm in Arizona and I, I was going to see Dave Drovecki. He was the pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. He got the cancer and he lost his, his arm, arm. and, and He's a great, great and evangelist. Yeah. And a friend of mine would take me there for lunch and we got there late. It was 1.30. The parking lot was wide open. He could have parked in an open space, but no, he pulls this guy, pulls it right in front of another car. So I get out of the car and out appears a guy, a black guy with t- tattoos all over, in dreadlocks, with a great big like sparklets bottle with water in it, and he's pouring water into his radiator. Okay, so I just look for any, any excuse I can see to go over and say, "Hey, what's <laughs> going on there? Can I help you, or whatever?" Because you 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 can quickly engage yourself in all kinds of conversation by just loving on people. You know, they could be a, just a beautiful couple having dinner with their kids, and I was like, "I wish I had a camera. Can I take a picture?" I mean, you this is what the God in 10s for the family, you know. There's so many ways to do it. Be, mm. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, you just got to be ready for them. Yeah. So I walked out. I said, anything I can help you for? It looks like you got some issues. You don't know, I just have a leaky, leaky radiator and I got this bottle of water that's keeping me going. I've just got here from Alabama. Just got here from Alabama. You drove all the way from Alabama in this car. Yeah, I did. And, oh my goodness, what brought you here? He said, I'm, I'm looking for a job. And a friend, I I can't find a job in Alabama. I have a baby and, and and a wife to support. And a friend of mine said he had a trucking job out here. And so I'm desperate for a job. So I just got here. I said, Have you ever done driven a truck before? Never. I said, Are you nervous? He says, you, th- you think? And I said, Well, I would be. Let me tell you just a quick story. And I told him about it. I had this little business and I, I just covered this scripture. It says, trust the Lord with your whole heart and he'll direct your steps. You know, God wants to direct your steps. Well, this is like, it just like immediate. This is like, this is exactly what he needs right now, you know, out, of, out of, in an in in empty parking lot. Yeah. And so he asked more. So I started telling him, I said, I got to go in for, for, uh, for, for lunch. But let me tell you, we have these cards that we give out and um, they, they, they'll give you everything you want to know. It's called Seeking God. You can go to our website, by the way, and get these free charge okay Okay. Okay. they see it's a robust site ask for no money there's no (laughs) sign-ins nothing it's just pure ministry but until the it'll take them from somebody with no knowledge to praying the sinner's prayer. This is an incredible website. So I just carry these, and most people that are with us do that, and you can get them off our website. So I gave it to him, I said he'll tell you how much God loves you, and how much he wants to direct your steps, and he has a plan for your life. He was so excited, I said, can I pray for you? He says, yes. (laughs) So I hold him by the shoulders, and I'm praying for him lovingly, you know, when we finish, he's got tears in his eyes. And he grabs me, and he hugs me tightly. And then he backs off, he says, thank you. Because I took five minutes. Right. And and I, and I led him to the Lord. I moved him closer. I walked away from that. Now, I, Obviously, he was touched, but what do you think he did for me? Yeah, that's it. Uh, my friend could have parked anywhere else, and we walked into the restaurant. But no, he pulls around and pulls right in front of where this car is, and this guy appears. Yeah. So you do that. You have those kinds of experiences all the time. It ignites your life, I got to tell you. It's, it's really, really fun. So be on the lookout for people like that or circumstances like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. We, we just walk right by them. And quite frankly... Frankly, you know, um, I, I would, but, I, you know, I got this Bible study I got to get or whatever. They <laughs> we were so yeah. busy, you know, or you're talking to a secular friend all the time. Almost every secular friend you're talking to today is wringing their hands and worrying about something. And you, and you want to say, can I pray for you? But, oh, no, he may think I'm a freak or something. And so you hold back. You see somebody in need, You're just, oh, you're just too busy. You know. No, when you follow the nudge. And you know what the nudge is. The Holy Spirit gives you the nudge. You need to love on that person. And when you follow the nudge, you live in the fog. You live in the favor of God. Wow, you live—you're right where he wants you. You live in the favor of Romans eight twenty-eight. It says when you're living for my purpose, I will make everything thing in your life work for good. That's the end of worry, folks. Yeah. It defeats worry effortlessly, and you're living for him. And now, and then you see him starting to change everything in your life. All these things that were problems, all starting to go away. So, are there stories in your book? And, and Barry McGuire
1: is our guest. Ignite Your Life is the book that tells some of these stories, right? Now, Barry?
0: I, I give perspective. Though they give the scripture, which is hard scripture, which explains it very clearly. And then I give fun stories of how I mean, I've got 50 years of stories. There's no way yeah. to stories. It happens every day, you know. Yeah. Hasn't happened too much here in this hotel. I'm surrounded by But even Christians need to be moved closer to anyway. it. So resolve, folks, every day. In fact, right now, resolve that you're going to start from this moment on moving everybody every day closer to Jesus. Not yeah. one a day. Everybody, every day closer. And starting with your husband or your spouse or or whatever. I can, sometimes I can talk to my wife in the morning and I can look at her and say, I think I did not just move you closer to Jesus with that <laughs> comment. <laughs> and so it, it gets you. So you're thinking. And so it becomes like breathing, Yeah, right. It's just what you do. It's how you live. And then you're in tune with the Holy spirit and he directs you to people. Or he brings people to you. And it's just every day becomes an adventure. It's the most amazing thing. Well, and without that, the Christian life of 50 years of never having talked
1: to someone, yeah.
0: that, what would that be like? Well, I think we're seeing that. The church is dead in the water right now. Only 1% of us are sharing our faith. Everybody else is sitting in the bench and complaining about everything, just like the world, not having fun on your way to heaven, but you're not having fun, folks. <laughs> and you have it, all kinds of things. And, and when you're worrying, you're not faithing. So without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you can't honor God and you can't share faith. And with that wholehearted faith, He can't direct your steps. Because, uh, trust me, with your whole heart, and I want God to direct my steps. I really want you, but I got to have wholehearted faith. I want Him to answer my prayers. James one says, "I'll answer your prayers," but if you're double minded. You know, I don't have to answer your prayers. I I don't want to have to think. I want to know that God is answering my prayers. It all boils down. That's why he calls the Great Commission. But we're never talking about it from the pulpit. We never hear it. And it's the single most important thing we're supposed to do with our life. And it brings everything else into connection. So we're living for God. And I mean, and what has he done for me? Well, I had this little tiny little business. Now we're the number one selling car wax. And I worked hard at it. Don't tell me that I didn't work hard. I did work hard at it. And I love my business. But when I get to heaven, it's not going to matter how many bottles of car wax I sold. It's not going to matter. Or even if I'm an American or a Russian or whatever, the only thing's going to matter. When we're in heaven, the only thing that's going to matter is how many people are in heaven because of our influence. That's the only thing that matters. And it's the if you're only not, thing you can take with you to heaven. It's the only thing you can take with you to heaven. So, folks, from now until the Lord, and he may come tomorrow, I'm expecting the rapture real soon. So I am entered. I, I don't have Saturdays. I mean, I just go on that every time. Move everybody every day closer to Jesus. And, and God just opens the doors for you and makes it. And again, I've been doing it for 50 years. Right. Understand, right. folks, everything you say and do, everything you say and do is moving everybody to watch you closer or further away from God think about that. Everything you say and do is moving, including Christians watching you. You're moving people closer or further away from God. Everything. That's everything in your life. Every conversation you, and, that you have with anybody, there's nothing like, there's no secular conversation. Every conversation is spiritual. When you're talking to somebody, God wants to minister to them through you. Mm-hmm. Are you allowing that to happen? Or are you clogging it all up with all your own problems and things and doubts and all this stuff? Yeah. When you're living for Him and you know He's making everything right, there there is no fear. It's fear. It's freedom. It's complete freedom. Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. and so it'll ignite your life. And that's why I call the book "Ignites Your Life." Defeat fear with Ephraim's faith. That is God. That's God speaking to us.
1: Yes. We're talking to Barry Maguire and the book, again, Ignite Your Life, is available anywhere
0: books are. are everywhere. Everywhere. Amazon.com. And, Amazon. and, and what's and the Barnes website again? And, okay. and the website for our ministry that, again, folks, this is for you. This is not about us. This is ministry for you is IgniteAmerica.com. IgniteAmerica.com. It's a treasure chest of, of all kinds of things. And seeing all kinds of people that don't look like me. Some of them are very quiet. He didn't say go in the road, all you sound like Barry Maguire. <laughs> You know, he said, oh, go go you, all you, all of you, all of you, even the quiet ones. And quite frankly, I was an introvert when I first started doing this. Yeah. I was a total introvert. And and, be, and sharing my faith took me out of being an introvert. I get so excited about talking about God. <laughs> we might be playing Where's Randy, The Long Poor, or
1: Bible Baffle. Weekday mornings on The Word. It's Kwame and Company.
3: Hi, my name is Rosemary. I love the word. You are just my daily vitamin that I can't live without. Ooh. So we were being compared to Flintstone vitamins here. I guess. I like it. Well, let's see. Amy is vitamin A. Phil is vitamin K. Yeah. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess I'm K too, so... Yeah, well, unless you go with your first name. and I, I don't
1: know if there's a vitamin R. Nah. Not that I know. That is, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's ryleflavin. There you go. Isn't that a vitamin? Uh,
3: Riboflavin or, yeah. or flavin? Yeah. Riboflavin? Yeah,
1: well, that's a <laughs> rabbit trail we went down there. <laughs> Sorry about that. See, no, life. that's fine. That's just Randy trying to get out of a more Chuck Norris jokes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know why. He's got it so easy.
1: Well, it's different it's
3: oh, you've noticed it's it's different huh you've done for him it, than the, it is what? for
2: me yes i've noticed oh,
3: you've noticed that all right mm-hmm. well I, I asked phil to throw me softballs when it comes to the chuck norris joke so i don't sound as foolish as i had previously so okay so <laughs> let's do it let's
1: start with a uh uh with a randy one and this one isn't oh okay i've got your initial by this one but it's not the normal randy one uh-oh. We'll see what happens here. Very he stressed. You know, <laughs> he who laughs last laughs best. He who laughs at Chuck Norris laughs last.
3: Kind of dies. Is the- <laughs> <laughs> similar, similar concept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give that one to you.
1: Uh, right. this one's for Amy. Then Chuck Norris doesn't play hide and seek. He plays.
2: I you know I should know this.
1: Chuck Norris doesn't play hide and seek. He plays
2: seek? No.
3: Hide, hide. and pray I don't find you.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's,
3: it's... Okay, also so a religious one then.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. This uh Randy were this is yours. When Chuck Norris plays dodgeball, the balls dodge Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is an Amy one again. Chuck Norris's pulse is measured on the what? <laughs> Think how you measure pulse. You know how you Chuck Norris's You measure pulse, pulse, is pulse?
3: measured on... on the Richter scale? You got it, Randy. Oh, good, good, good job. job. I'm sorry I had to jump in there. I just no, like,
2: you're fine. Oh. I wasn't gonna get it.
1: I'll just read this one because it's it, it neither one of you are in. Chuck Norris has to register every part of his body as a separate lethal weapon. His spleen is considered a concealed weapon in all 50 states. Nice. Smeen. Right. I think this is, uh, I don't know who wants this. I'll give it to Randy because it's not a Randy normal one. But Chuck Norris was exposed to COVID-19. COVID-19 had to.
2: Get vaccinated from Chuck Norris. Sorry. That'd, my,
1: that'd uh, be my guess. It's a right chain of thought, but it was a little different. COVID-19 had to go into quarantine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the next one was actually that one.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Chuck Norris didn't get a COVID-19 vaccine. Ch- COVID-19 got a Chuck, Chuck Norris vaccine. vaccine. Mm. Yeah, that would have been a randy one. Mm-hmm. All right, this one was this one's going deep. And we only have three left, so don't worry about it. Don't... So good. Chuck Norris was born on May 6th, 1945. That's true.
2: That's my daughter's birthday. Not me, 1945. May 6th,
1: 1945. The Nazis surrendered on May 7th,
3: 1945. (laughs) This is not a coincidence. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It was kind of like when um, Ronald Reagan became president and all of a sudden the hostages were released in Iran the next day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, they wondered about. There was some backdoor dealings on
3: that thing too. Anyway, yeah, there they were afraid we were going to go over there and bomb them. Yeah. All right. When Chuck Norris crosses the road,
2: chickens get out of the way. The cars.
1: Good. I like okay. that too. Vehicles look both ways.
2: <laughs> there you <laughs> go.
1: <laughs> and finally, Chuck Norris has a bear rug on his lounge floor. The bear's still alive. It's just afraid to move.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. If I find more of these, and we're rapidly running out, but somebody's oh, out there writing them. I'm sure. If I find more, we'll pass them on.
2: Can't hardly wait.
1: Whether whether you guys <laughs> like it or not, it's still coming. Okay. We're going back to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention and Barry McGuire talking to Amy and me. On uh, the Kwame Company podcast number. 91.5 Seven. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. I'm Phil. I'm Amy. And Barry McGuire is with us. And Barry, thank you so much. I think this summer, a small group should uh, should take a few weeks and, and go through Barry's book, Ignite Your Life. That would be a great summertime activity for a small group.
2: Well, I think it would be fantastic. I would, as we were talking, I was thinking of in, in our church on Sunday mornings, they've had our youth sharing a devotion. And, wow. Yeah, and wow. one of the Great. younger girls, I don't know how old she is, at like 14 I'm going to guess, she shared a devotion about fear and about how people are afraid to share their faith because they think that people are rejecting them and so she shared how they're not rejecting you they're re- if they reject the gospel they're rejecting god not you so don't be afraid to be that first step is yeah. what she said and but so let me go
0: further <laughs> Yeah. let me go further i never suffered rejection no never no i've never been persecuted people think as soon as i do i'm going to be there's all this stuff about you. you're going to be blessed those who are persecuted for my sake I know what happens all over the world. Yeah, you know, but, but I tell one on one, I don't get and, and you don't get and you no nobody gets mad at you when you say, do you know God loves you? <laughs> I mean, you stick my finger there and say, do you know you're going to hell? Do you know you're living in, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to do it badly, and we've done that in a lot of the church, you know. <laughs> but Jesus said they'll know you by your love, not by your persecution, not by your damning them. Yeah. So I don't I don't argue with anybody. I mean, I love apologize, but I don't. I don't argue with it. I don't argue with a fool. I have no interest in arguing with a fool. I want them to know God loves you. Yeah. Yeah. And and they want to know that more than anything else. Yeah. They want to know that they're hurting, and they'd like to believe there's a God that can actually love on them and direct their steps. Do you, you take that angle? Nobody will ever jump on you or persecute you or whatever. They they want to know. Yeah. And if you don't have the answer, pray. Let me just say, add this one last thing. Yeah. When they ask you a question, we say, "Well, I don't know how to answer the question." Jim. You know, you don't have to. In fact, it's really great if you can't answer the question. Tell them I'm not. I'm not a minister. I can't. Ask, but I know the God's Word will answer the question. Would you allow me till Thursday? To, to search the Word and right. find an answer for you, yeah. they'll never say no. Right. <laughs> they never say no. It's the craziest thing. And so what happens to your Bible study? Does anybody have to tell you to Bible study, study your Bible? You're digging, man, your commentary, and you find a scripture, you find another one. Oh, my goodness, you can't wait to get back to Bob on Thursday. And then you tell him, and then he's all broken, <laughs> and you have broken through. That whole experience, man, if you haven't had that experience, you haven't lived. Yeah. This is This is fun. I'm telling you. I have a friend of mine who was trafficked deep into the worst of society that is now sharing her faith every day. She says there's nothing as intoxicating <laughs> or addictive as sharing your faith and bringing people to Jesus. And it's really true. Well, yeah.
1: Your enthusiasm is, is overflowing, and, and I hope our listeners caught that. And I hope they get on your website and get a bunch of these cards that you can hand out to people, IgniteAmerica.com. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. <laughs> and and, and uh, Ignite Your Life.
1: <laughs> ignite Your Life, the book by Barry McGuire, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith. Us old Norwegian guys, you know, we're a little reticent to talk sometimes, okay. and that's yet okay. the Lord will bring other reticent to talk guys, and you can you can work on a project together, and then that's that's
0: well, sharing. You know, and I can overwhelm some people, you know. But you know, when I first started, I was an introvert. Yeah, I hid behind my wife. I literally hid behind my <laughs> wife. She walked into meetings, and after she she developed a conversation, I'd pop out and say, "I'm hey, I'm her husband." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and she's a sweetheart. And, and, and she, she is a sweetheart, and she's never known a stranger. You know, she's a <laughs> perfect, perfect partner for me. You know, we must have fun. So it doesn't matter what your personality is. It, right. you, whatever. If you're a Christian, you love people. You know? The Lord will bring people into your life. And the Lord will bring them. Yeah. The Lord will bring them into your life. It's yeah. exactly what happens. That's yeah, right. it's the God, you know, all these God... Appointed uh, opportunities. Appointment, yeah, yeah Appointment. you betcha. Anything else?
2: I cannot think of another thing. Oh,
1: okay, Barry, thank you, you so much me. for your time. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> I never get tired of talking to Barry McGuire.
2: I didn't either. That could, that interview could have lasted an hour and I would have been all right with it. Yeah. Just kept talking to him.
1: For one thing, I I don't know that I've ever talked to anyone more wealthy in this world. <laughs> I mean... He's a rich guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and he looks like a retired rich guy, but he doesn't consider himself retired. And he's not going to retire because he, as Barry Maguire of Maguire Car Care Products, he says, Maya, just have a bigger platform to, to talk about Jesus.
2: And didn't mm-hmm. he say every day for 50 years?
1: Yeah, he's, talked, he's to talked to about somebody price. about Jesus. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's incredible.
3: Mm hmm.
1: But I believe it because he he talked to us. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have no idea what's coming up for uh, podcast number eight. It's a mystery. Mystery podcast number eight. (laughs) We're only two away from double digits. Mm -hmm. Will we get there?
3: Still to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's dependent... Yeah. If it depended on ratings, we might not make it. But on podcasts, it doesn't work that way, right? I don't. I don't. Well, it could. Who's be Who's going to stop us? What's going to stop us? Who?
2: Who's, who? Who could stop you? I mean, you can do well, it. Chuck just-
3: Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent oh,
2: job. Oh, that was good. Uh, Kwame Company <laughs> Podcast
1: Number Seven in the books.